Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. What is verse jumping? Should we be afraid of immortality? It's almost 2016, so why hasn't the world ended yet? First jumping, that's like poetry. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the 612th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Shane Stairway, sitting in for... Ben this evening. Thank you for sitting in for me, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, folks. And those real strange questions came from my co-host, Ben's dad. This evening, we bring you an open line show with some especially interesting questions from listeners, and we welcome your calls. It's 800-449-1240. That's 800-449-1240 from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. 401-766-1240 locally. That's 401-766-1240 locally. Also, we will monitor Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com for emails. That's Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com. Okay. <clears throat> now, uh, yeah, actually, we had a plan for Ben not to be here, but he is here. Say hello I, to the nice people, Ben. Uh, hello. Okay, so Shane is uh, sitting here. We're going to have a sort of a panel discussion tonight on some really interesting questions. I'm excited. Variation on our open line show. And uh, at first, I would like to surprise Shane. I don't often get to do that because uh, these days he usually knows things before I do. Yet more surprises. But uh, this, is, this has to do with our Litchfield County case we talk about so much and that our good friend Bill Hall has written a book about that came out last uh, August, uh, The Haunted House Diaries. And this is from Donna, the woman who lives in the house. Everybody knows her last name now because of the book, but I'm not going to say it anyway. I just, you know, it's a thing with me. Uh, we love her, but I'm not going to give her last name. Anyway, the um, experiences continue in this very multiversally active house, if you want to say that. And this is from Don. She said, yeah, uh, yes, as in answer to my question of how things were going this week, it was my dachshund, Charlie. Charlie uh, was yes, the 40 remember, pound dachshund. The 40 pound dachshund who uh, loved you very much. He did love me. Uh, he uh, translated not. Well, last year, I believe. And uh, anyway, Donna goes on black tile floor. And I, I, don't, I didn't give you a copy of this because I wanted to give you a surprise. All right. Black tile floor. And I was carrying food to Shimmer. That's another dachshund. And he, being Charlie, crossed right in front of my feet. So familiar. So here's Charlie having translated last year or perhaps even before that. I think maybe it was before that. And acting as though he would in a normal day. Uh, and uh, Donna continues, he actually scooted his behind under him like he always did when I almost would trip over him. I actually yelled at him because I realized what I was seeing, he was solid from his tail to his shoulders. Okay. So, and then she goes on before this, everything is as usual. In other words, completely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, almost tripped over my deceased dog in the kitchen as he scooted out of the way, could see him from the shoulders down. My other dog has been hysterical for no reason and was yelping and shaking. He was so convinced that he, she was in bad condition, took her out uh, to the out-of-town emergency vet at 5 a.m. Nothing wrong. On the way home, she bit my husband. Oh, dear. That's poor Bob. Odd little things, bent curtain rods, sounds, cold air in a heated room, American flag just falling, very unpatriotic, uh, multiversal situations here. So I guess pretty much the same old, same old. Now, the Donna has been going through this for the last 62, 63 years or so. She right. really takes it in stride. She does, takes it in stride. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> what this reminded me of, Shane, and you'll recognize this, 
was when Mark was on the show, and he's talked about this separately, Mark D'Antonio, mm-hmm. uh, astronomer friend of ours, who is uh, the Mutual UFO Network's director of photo and video analysis, very, very feet-on-the-ground scientist, who said that he was interested in the multiverse idea when he had just such an experience with a dog, although this dog he didn't know, walked into his uh, place of work, his, his office at home, his lab, where he builds planets, oddly enough, uh, for model planets, that is, and right. uh, for display. <laughs> and uh, a dog like came a Douglas in. Douglas Adams kind of thing. Sure. And Mark walked over to the dog, which was transparent, put his foot on it, felt it give way, and the dog seemed to be frightened and left. Uh, that's very much like what happened to me in the Bridgeport house where I was dealing with what I thought was a, a spirit in 1974, and I had a physical confrontation with it. It was perfectly solid. So uh, I think, Don, of course, having our, your classic textbook, although the textbook hasn't been written yet, Multiverse Experience, uh, with her deceased dog who did not die in many parallel worlds that are still active in the house, and that's why she sees him now. That's my thought. Anyway, <clears throat> any comment for Donna, whom I don't know is listening? To well, me? I did get the emails from Donna, too. She did forward Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Donna, they didn't surprise yeah, you. Yeah, about, the, about the, the instance with the dog at the food bowl, and then also recently um, the other dog freaking out. Um, yeah. She, she brought it outside, and it was freaking out. She brought it in. And actually, yeah, just the other night, it, it bit Bob. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, y- you know... There, we, we've experienced this, and, and a home like hers is is definitely a place where you're gonna experience that. But you know, we've been touched like like you tussled with one. You could feel bone structure. Um, I was called in from another group um, at another case where we went in, and uh, they gave me no information. And I was nudged. My wife was nudged while she was going up the stairs, and you could feel. And it, it, it felt like a dog because it was about mm. the same height of a dog. Like, hey, I want attention. Like, it nudged you with his nose, like, really hard in the same location around your your buttocks area or your, your hip, you know. Um, and everybody else, that was one of the biggest phenomenons in this house, yeah. and, and uh, which we didn't know, but my wife experienced it, I experienced it. And then a couple other people that had yet to be in this house experienced that same visit that we, we had. But um, so, you know, it sounds a lot like, you know, Donna and Mark's. Yes. Oh, for those of you who don't know, by the way, Shane, who's a regular uh, on the show now, uh, is a, a, not only a dear friend of ours, we met in 1998 at a case here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, where we broadcast from, and we've been uh, brothers ever since, and he is one of the few paranormal investigators who gets it, in our opinion, and with whom Ben and I will work. Uh, we almost will never work with, with most of, of these people, but Shane is very special in his website, trueghost.com. We'll remind you of that again. Okay, let's get to our, uh, <clears throat> our emails. There are so many. We'll never get through these, which is why we're having another open line show next <laughs> <Yes>. week. Yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so here's one. This is from Mark, and Mark is in uh, New Jersey, I believe. Okay. <clears throat> and Mark uh, says a few very nice complimentary things. Thank you, Mark. First, and uh, heard me on the Jimmy Church show, I guess, uh, last week, the week before. Uh, I am 49 years old and an engineer. I graduated from NJIT, I presume that's New Jersey Institute of Technology, in my home state of New Jersey. I have always been fascinated with time and the possibility of time travel. When I was young, I would watch reruns of the show Bewitched. I guess he's, that's, I don't know, that was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, Elizabeth Montgomery. I thought she was so beautiful. And sometimes Samantha would twitch her nose and be somewhere back in time, like to see Leonardo da Vinci or some other past notable character. I remember that. 
this had me thinking at a young age. I thought, hmm, so if she goes back to, say, 1620, then leaves that timeline, do the people in that timeline just freeze until she comes back again? Can't be. Uh, that's when I came up with this theory at the age of nine, that there, were, there must be multiverses, and in fact, all timelines are happening at the same time. Should have copyrighted it. <clears throat> No, because I was about the same age and I started having similar thoughts. <laughs> if this stuff's going on in the background of our whole existence, naturally people are going to pick it up. Probably kids, because they hasn't been educated out of them yet. Right. You know? Yeah. That makes Simple sense. as that. Uh, let's see. And happening at the same time. Right now, the pyramids are being built. Uh, the 13 colonies are being founded. and so, Oh, they were founded at different times. I perceived that time travel wasn't possible per se, but verse jumping is kind of like layers on an onion. All the line, all the timelines run parallel to each other. I kind of like that metaphor. Um, okay, and uh, this surely has to be why people hear or see so-called ghosts, as in the dogs we were just talking about. I surmised it was just other verses bleeding into our own verse. Okay, I told my educators of this theory and was basically told, you're crazy kid, that's just nonsense. Uh, years later in college, I wrote a paper outlining my theories, calling it the Bewitch Effect. Paul, after hearing you many times, I think we are on the same page, and every atom in my body tells me this is true. And the answer to so many anomalies or strange ghostly happenings people see and hear. I think through harmonic resonance, it might be possible to punch through to other verses. I am working on that. Well, don't work too hard, Mark. Uh, there might be consequences you don't anticipate. Paul, thank you for taking the time to read my words. I wish you all the best in your work. I'd love to hear back from you. Well, I think you just did. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Uh, or Marco. I guess it's Marco. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, I guess there's no question in there, but certainly a, a valuable observation from someone who has had uh, independently come up with the same ideas. The thing is, you know, we always qualify this by saying maybe we're wrong, maybe we're crazy, but... I don't think so. I mean, this is stuff I've been seeing and, and Shane sees and Ben has seen. Uh, <clears throat> there's also, of course, we have to point out many ways to interpret the multiverse theory, according to phys physicists who embrace it in one way or another, and also the hologram kind of a thing. So, Shane, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I, I think, you know, I, I, I like where he's going with that. Um, I, I'm going to go, you know, in, in my belief, one step further, um, but I think, you know, we have the multiverse and everything else like that, but even the spiritual, because I, I have had crossovers with, um, and, and you have too, with the parasites and stuff like that, that crossover that are intelligent, but I also, we've witnessed uh, loved ones that come through and give you messages that are relevant, so there is that also, so I don't, it's, I don't think it's just always like time slips and, and stuff within the multiverse. Um, but there are things that create the ripples that cross over in our segments and, and things like that. Um, I think some of the things that allow that to happen, you know, we can look to say Tesla, um, some of his theories that he, you know, he talks about when everything's frequency based and, and, um, you know, the electromagnetic fields and, and stuff like that. And what I'm starting to find is, is a, a lot of, uh, the, the things, that um, say like for instance a lot of the very highly active areas that I've been investigating you know the ones that are not just active once in a while the ones that are active on a regular basis like every day or two three times a week every single week you know 
um, there's water nearby. Um, and, I, and I think we're going to get to, um, you know, not only electrical ma- magnetic fields, but uh, frequencies. And um, so we can, uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of te- Tesla's uh, findings and, uh, and I've been recently kind of more so like digging into his work because um, it's, it's helping me to make sense out of a lot of things that I've been um, yeah, theorizing so. about. Yeah. And I think he was right on the right path. And I mean, he, he said, you know, um, there was significant things like 369 and those numbers. And, you know, if we could understand these things, then uh, we would um, be, understand the universe. And, um, you know, and I think you can go into a different directions, but uh, frequencies is a big part of what he was talking about. Okay. Ben, thoughts? Um, well, I was just doing a, doing some quick refreshing on uh, harmonic resonances in and of themselves, and I because I it's it's been a while since I've I've dabbled in it. Well, not dabbled, but I mean I have my degree in sound, so it's it's more. I guess it's taking it to that next step because I've I've thought about that as well, because I mean you know essentially i'd like to think or at least from the best evidence we have the membranes that separate the worlds are what electrified air molecules right well th- th- that Supposedly. seems to be how they manifest to me right 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 so it'd be like like plasma basically yeah so, so and, balls and of plasma you walk through them you feel the you know it's electromagnetic field right well at its at its basic core i'm assuming it would be because i mean the air air molecules are electrified but how do they get electrified i'm assuming something excites the air could be a certain frequency at a, at a certain certain i wouldn't even say pitch because it would be beyond the realm of hearing like um like a like a microwave or something like that or i don't i have no idea so i've there's a lot to this wormhole it's quite a it, it's quite a rabbit hole to delve into and i I'd, I'd love to think about it more but i, I think it would be um i, th- I think it, i don't want to say it would be a waste of time but i think it would be you're your time would be better spent not trying to punch holes in between universes, units, yeah, and because worlds. I, I uh, often wonder if that's not what Ouija boards and seance is doing. Yeah, and I mean, there's look plenty, at the hell there's plenty of other ways to do it where you may or may not rip rip holes that are unmendable. Well, yeah, exactly. It happens all the time anyway in natural ways, I yeah. think. I mean, if, and... if anything, it would probably be more worthwhile to study the natural ways of it happening than creating artificial ways of i think that's probably very wise advice yeah and i i believe um now part of the reason why the ouija board works and and other things and and why people are attacked by parasites and stuff like that is because they get into a certain state of mind or or they're projecting a certain frequency based on their emotions that they're experiencing in their life you know so a lot of times we find the people that are being attacked by a parasitic entity um so you know these nasty entities or these nasty hauntings they're haunting the person not the home and and that's almost every single time so um so why did that person live there for six years it was only they were only being attacked for two years so what changed and so we we Mm. get into that and we find out okay i I was diagnosed with cancer or, or this or that or the other thing. And it brings them into a very negative place. And it also, you know, so it makes them feel, you know, depressed or whatever. And negativity and fear. Now, the, our emotions are measurable by science. And, and so our, our frequencies actually get lower dramatically when we're in these state of emotion. And, you know, in, in our, our emotions, when we're negative or, or depressed or, or even fearful, are, are 
these these measurable frequencies are equivalent to um, actually parasites in mold and mildew. It, it's kind of weird. So I don't know if it's like a walkie-talkie, but we're we're connected. Yeah, I've often wondered the same thing. Yeah, with so, infrasonics too. Yeah. So yeah. what what th- those emotions that we're in, we're we're projecting a different frequency than we normally otherwise would. So um, what happens is that that gets put out there, and and something those parasites. They, they get they get a feel they, they're being called out to they're being beckoned and and that's how the, it's all frequency based and, and that's why it's it's more so that's why these things know what your weaknesses are that's why they you know you don't say them out loud but they know exactly how to get to you just like the case i had in uh stratford uh connecticut where um you know th- this this 72 year old lady was after her second husband died she started being raped by entities the same way her father molested her when she was a child. She never said it it's out like loud. like the Bell Witch case. Right. It's the frequencies that we put out. These things pick up on it. And, um, and negativity, fear, and all, all these emotions lower our, our frequency, and, and they attract those parasites. Now, many well, times... I was, I was just going to say, it's funny that you bring up infrasonics, because essentially that is a harmon- harmonic resonances. Because if, if certain if certain sound waves or waves in general are caught in, in a certain place and they just keep resonating and they get stuck in a space yeah, and they just go back waves. and forth back and forth it creates standing waves and standing waves will just they will what's the word um, uh, oscillate it's not the right word they'll just get larger and larger because they have nowhere to escape to so I, mean, I, I guess effectively it would create a beacon if it's infrasonics we wouldn't be able to hear that because that's below the realm of mm. human hearing. Right. We it's more like something we'd feel rather than hear, which is right. Which is some and that cool happened in stuff. our own house one time. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. you guys must be familiar with um, eighteen point nine eight megahertz or the the, oh, the yeah, frequency yeah. of fear. You know. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's been substantial studies done with this. Actually, Vic Tandy um, is the one that originated this, and and because uh, he found this in his his office, his laboratory, and he found it was a, a loose fan uh, that was creating this frequency, but. Yeah. Uh, psychoacoustics yeah cool so, stuff mm. so they actually kind of dial it into uh, a very you know between 18 and 19 hertz um i don't know if i said megahertz but hertz it's probably hertz yeah it is hertz mm-hmm. i i think i i don't know if i misspoke. Uh, megahertz, yeah that's way yes yeah, <laughs> i don't know if i misspoke before that but yeah hertz um and so they they dialed down to um 18.98 and they've done studies where they project these in environments and they and they've done it on you know it's it's not harmful but it creates a, a huge feeling with, of uneasiness and people feeling like something's yeah, gonna does. get them, and yeah, it does. You can hear it, you can feel, it, and and your hair stand up, and and they actually, you can actually purchase these devices, sonic so, generators. Yes, so if you own like a haunted uh, a haunted house yeah. attraction, you can play it for your waiting guests that are gonna stand in line for yeah, a half hour. That's what the world needs. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to build, I wanted to build one of those at some point, not but in I our just, house, you're not. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I just, I just want to see if <laughs> I can do it. Confused enough most of the time. <laughs> But no, the, the entire thing, and I go back to, or you guys are the sound background, but I have a philosophy degree. So I look back at ancient Greek philosophy and they talked about the creation and the, uh, what roughly translate the music of the spheres. And I often wondered what music and what are the spheres? So people would automatically say, oh, wow, they're talking about other planets. But in you know early Greek philosophy, they didn't really know about other planets. I mean, you had to have people like Hypatia, the the, the poor. I mean, Greek logic basically said that there were no planets. 
So you're wondering, the spheres, could, could that be parallel worlds? Because our ancestors knew all about this stuff. I'm absolutely convinced of it. If you look back yeah. at uh, ancient documents, even the ones that aren't all that ancient, and the music. And on this show, Ben, we've often um, uh, denigrated the notion of frequencies, at least as psychics use the term. I get, I've, now that I've, I've, I've had time to contemplate it, I, un, I understand yeah, the I use agree. of it. I don't know if they do. But it's, or maybe they do and we don't. It's, I don't know. It's I, yeah. No, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Because honestly, you could switch out the word the the frequency that I'm on with weight with like brain waves. You could you could yeah, just, you could yeah. switch those out interchangeably. I think it's 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 the manner in which it's used. I find it annoying. Like they don't quite understand what it means, but they say it anyway because it sounds fancy and scientific. It sounds scientific. I, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Please continue. No, no, no. That's all right. No, but but the, maybe maybe they're. I don't want to spend the whole show on this one letter here, but it's, oh, it's it so fascinating. Brought up, brought up some interesting stuff. Thank you, Marco. Yes. So uh, okay, well, to be continued. We More talk about these things all the time. So let's um, let's move on to letter number two here, and this is from Rob in Chicopee, Massachusetts. Oh. All right. Uh, I recently discovered your program and, very, and enjoy it very much. Your multi-worlds theory is very interesting and is akin to the works of John Keel, Jacques Vallée, both people I admire very much, and others. I am fascinated by the concept of multiple realities interacting with our own. It explains uh, so much uh, from ghosts and hauntings to UFOs and abductions to cryptids, cryptids being Bigfoot and all those guys. It acts as a grand unified theory of the paranormal. That's what we think. Last week, I heard you and your son on an old Coast to Coast episode from 2011, where you de- debuted your, uh-oh, here we go, your good world idea of a coming interdimensional war and a nuclear exchange before the end of this year. Since I am new to your show and have been skipping around your archives of old shows, as well as listening to the current shows I have not heard you mention before, uh, it is a very bizarre concept as well as a frightening one. My question is, do you still subscribe to this idea? 2016 is now only weeks away, and we're still here. However, given the events in Syria, Ukraine, and South China Sea, I wonder for how much longer. Forgive me if you have addressed this topic and simply missed the show, and I simply missed the show with the answer. Again, I enjoy the show, da 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 and thank you very much, Bo- uh, Rob. Yeah, we really okay. did stir a pot with that one, didn't we? Well, remember, <laughs> we, we talked about that for a week before we went on with George Nuri and and even yeah, George said, I've yeah. never heard you this far out before. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let me correct a few things uh, that are mentioned here because there are certain th- things we said and certain ways we said them, which might diffuse some of the the issues. We, we picked, We I think, that, I think that we picked our words very carefully. Well, I think we did too. I think that. that we still do. Yeah. We have, it's. Yeah. it's it's one of those things where you can't really just... All right, let me give people some background here. Okay, because we're getting this question a lot now. 2016's almost here, why are we? All right. That's not really quite what we were saying, okay? We are not doomsday theorists. No, The and we're not in touch with enlightened masters or aliens who are telling us all this stuff. This is not what's going on here. We don't have any special revelation or all that stuff. Maybe some people do, but we don't. All right, the good world is a term that I essentially gave... To uh, some years ago now, uh, Ben and I started having similar dreams. And when you work in the paranormal and you start to look at it the way we do, that it's not spirits of the dead and, uh, you know, the material world versus the spirit world and all this stuff. It's instead a number of many, many different worlds interacting at times and uh, being responsible for things we call paranormal because we don't see it any other way when actually they're quite normal. So in 
the theories that we tend to agree with in physics, all things are possible. All things, anything that is possible really exists in concrete form, all outcomes, all futures, all pasts, all existing simultaneously. So everything is there. And that would include worlds that are maybe a little better than this one, worlds in which our species perhaps feels more at home. This, the good world, as I call it, seems to be a family of these very similar worlds because worlds do not stand in isolation. They're not islands unto themselves, just as we are not. There are families of these worlds that seem to proceed. And in experiencing paranormal phenomena and in investigating cases, when you look at it this way, which I think is a rather broad way to look at it compared to what most people do, you sometimes will meet inhabitants of parallel worlds whom the homeowner or whoever may think is a ghost or who may be afraid of you because they think you're a ghost because they see you the same way through these brains or membranes Ben was talking about. And uh, that's essentially how it is. So this good world uh, is a place we began to experience in dreams and in meditation and in waking life. And maybe it's fake. Maybe we're crazy. I don't know. But it was very real. Uh, after this broadcast with George Nuri, one thing that kind of confirmed it for us in a way uh, was that we received over 3,000 emails. And we expect, boy, the whole country is going to go crazy here. We're going to be considered lunatics. Only two of those emails were negative. And one person later apologized <laughs> for it. So really only one. People, people were saying that they had had similar experiences of a world or worlds like this. They named places and things I had not been to in this world, and but which I, I, I had been to in this world, but which I had never said on the air or in any kind of lecture or any book anywhere. Um, there were all sorts of amazing synchronicities with this. So either there's some kind of mass hallucination going on, or there's something uh, that's, that's impinging upon our world, I suppose, in a good way. Now, we're not talking about heaven here. My impression of this good one, Ben and I operate on different levels, and Shane probably also, uh, for me, um, there seem to be people work, there are modes of transportation, it is very beautiful, but there seems to be an awful lot more balance than there is here. And people will often say, and I tend to be a little sympathetic to this, depending on how they say it, that our species does not really seem to be indigenous to perhaps this world or even the, this planet because i mean if you look at the human genome project and i often mention this on the air there are 223 genes in the human genome that shouldn't be there if if evolution as we understand it on this planet is is correct so that's essentially what the good world is supposed to be that's our experience of it uh it seems to be there's cer there are certain things that relate it to this world and things that we suspect from the neighbors, so to speak, are, are going to happen, but not reveal, but we personally suspect. And we're going to take our break right now, and we'll get back to what we suspect in just a moment. This is Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON 1240 in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Russ Gorman. It was written in the stars, and what was written in the stars will be. Your astrological chart is based on the positions the planets were in on the day you were born, influencing your destiny, past, present, and future. I've had decades of experience doing charts with a large celebrity clientele and others all over the world. The stars are a beacon, lighting your future. Your chart provides the answers to questions on health, money, relationships, 
all your most important concerns. The in-depth guidance that you need is here for you. If there's a windfall in your chart, I'll find it. Call me at 401-333-4048 to order your chart or update, revealing the exciting changes coming up. Let me tell you how to get the most out of your future and keep you moving forward. I'm available for speaking engagements for clubs and groups and for private parties. Call me at 401-333-4048. Benefit through my years of experience. And welcome back. We are going to talk about the charities Ben and I have adopted at the end. Many of them are veterans charities, and this, of course, being Veterans Day week. It's Veterans Day in, in the United States in two days, and Remembrance Day in our where we have many listeners also in Canada, the United Kingdom, and Australia, and other places, and we uh, support our veterans. I, I am, am one, though I did nothing compared to what most of the veterans today have done. So we will uh, mention those charities a little bit later. So th to get back to this Good World issue that Rob in Chicopee, Mass. has raised, uh, we suspect, and again, th this is, a lot of this is my personal interpretation of just fears and concerns that seem to be echoed across various worlds I've come in contact with through paranormal work. And a lot of it is my own suspicion because I have... Um, I also studied international law and, and some of these issues that, that really make me wonder about the current geopolitical situation. But the idea was not, Rob, thank you for your letter, but not that we were going to have a nuclear war before the end of this year. We always would talk in terms of the 2012 to 2016 period. There was even some opinion, not all jocular, that maybe the world as we know, it kind of really did end in 2012, as supposedly the Mayan uh, prophecies foretold or whatever it did, um, because things seem to be very, in, very much in flux, geopolitically, socially, things of this kind. Uh, our idea was that, um, my personal fear is that everybody has the bomb, any nut group or country that wants it can get it, and somebody's going to use it. It's a terrible thing to contemplate. But uh, we, I was thinking more toward the end of next year rather than this year. And again, it's, it, it, maybe I'm nuts. It's a terrible thing to even talk about, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. But that's essentially what we said. As far as an interdimensional war, the context of that uh, is not, that's not how we put it. Nope. Uh, as far as parasites are concerned, there do seem to be times and places where they can wreak serious damage. In any, in any particular world in which they are working. These are multiversal creatures. They're not spirits or servants of the devil or anything like that. That's how we interpret them because that's, that's the best way we can understand it. But they do kind of fill the bill. As Shane uh, so well put it so well, they do push buttons. They know exactly how to, to uh, excite us and get us to pump out negative energy. But they also do the same thing, not just in families and with individuals. In our experience, they seem to do the same things even in societies, in, in, in the tribes. Uh, looking back at uh, history, as uh, I did in the book Turning Home, God, Ghost, and Human Destiny, uh, I did some serious research with uh, the Andaman Islanders uh, in the Indian Ocean, the Australian Aborigines, and some of the Cree in northern Quebec, the uh, natives there. And there was a, a, uh, an understanding that there is that, that, that these entities, they may have different names and different indigenous cultures, but they are real and they work for, in different worlds. Um, the idea among shamans is very common, of course, and, and pretty much universal, that there are different worlds, as we've been discussing, and that these are things which our remote ancestors knew. So 
Th th that's essentially what we were saying. And again, we always qualify it by saying maybe we're nuts, maybe we're wrong, uh, but we felt we felt we should share it in 2011 because we were we were just in front of that period, which will come to uh, a head perhaps next year. Maybe nothing will happen. Nobody nobody would be more pleased than myself if we were wrong. I mean, you're getting married in April for crying out loud. That's you true. walk into the some kind of some kind of catastrophic international event but because you know we live in a dangerous <laughs> period everybody's got the bomb as i say anything can happen anytime and none of us seems to be quite up to it at this point so so that's what that's about and we're not predicting anything we're just suspecting okay shane i don't know if you have any thoughts on this so this is kind of out of your bailiwick here but yeah it's normally out of what i what i speak about but you know i i, I do think that there is a a, a parallel or an existence that kind of has play in in everything but but uh but yeah it's one of those things that i don't like to talk about either so yeah so uh, let, let's move on <laughs> to the next slide but uh right, thank you rob for the uh, the interesting comment we're getting a lot of that later anyway uh this one is from alexander and alexander lives in toronto canada uh hello my name is alexander 49 i am reading your books watching your podcasts and enjoying it uh i've just finished your God, Ghost, and Human Destiny, the book I just mentioned. I honestly have a question for you. Are not you afraid of immortality prescribed by the many worlds theory? I personally believe in it and became very depressed about it. While I have no doubt about your ghost experiences, I very much doubt there is a God. How can you know it? And this immortality promises to be one big horror. Eventually, you will be the oldest person perpetually living in crippled state and alone have you read the great philosopher david lewis about it and he gives the link i have read david lewis uh, i understand your belief in the multiverse i just don't understand why you are fascinated by that <laughs> according to your beliefs you should be very afraid of death and immortality perhaps i missed something please correct me if i'm wrong all right well thank you for for writing alexander uh yeah i th I, I think i don't know if well i suppose it all depends how you understand i look at it as very hopeful you know the thing i find depressing is the old classic 19th century, or you know, goes long before 19th century, idea of reincarnation. I can't think of anything more depressing than doing it over and over and over again over long uh, epics of time. Well, that's the, uh, the, the, the Western understanding. That, well, that's essentially, you're right, that's the Western understanding. So, uh, I mean, the idea of reincarnation, and, and I, we, I started looking at that really back in the 70s, and I would ask regression therapists, who are people who hypnotize others to take them back to their quote-unquote past lives, I said, do you ever encounter worlds you don't understand? Or do they describe worlds that you, you can't understand? Or they give dates that you don't recognize? And many would say, yeah, I get that a lot. So the implication being now, and many of them accept this now, that we're dealing with parallel lives uh, at, le at least in addition to past lives and their understanding. And they'll say, yeah, somebody gave, gave me some date. I, I couldn't even make it out. It had letters in it as well as numbers and all kinds of stuff like that, or, or dates in the future. So we've got uh, the future and the past really being essentially the same thing, and physics has pretty much pretty much proved that in, in a number of different ways. So um, I, I, don't, I have to say, I don't really know if I understand Alexander's point here. Um, God, as you may have learned about God in Sunday school, maybe doesn't fit with this. But as I've often said, what I learned, and of course, I was 10 years in the seminary, too, studying for the priesthood. I never made it, but I got the education, most of it, was that God created 
the universe out of an explosion of divine love. But God's love is supposed to be infinite. Wouldn't he, she, it, or them have created an infinite number of universes to bring to fruition, to express, to make real that divine love? And there's your multiverse. We, people have also said, oh, you know, this is bad, or I, you know, I lost my wife or husband or son, and I, you know, I haven't been to church since and all. Well, I mean, I don't like that. I've lost loved ones, too. I've had terrible things happen to me. You know, I watched my own father commit suicide, for Pete's sake, when I was seven years old. I didn't lose God because of that. I think I found God because of that. And when you look at all the different worlds and all possibilities existing— Maybe we do live in a perfect creation. Maybe with the balance and the elegance that, that the existence of all possible outcomes provides, or at least suggests, maybe just because it's not made for our personal convenience in this, in this particular world, maybe that doesn't mean it's not elegant and perfect. So I don't know if I really understand here, Alexander, about what you're saying. I don't think it's horrible at all. Maybe what you're getting at is that there are horrible worlds hellish world which is why i tell these mediums don't send people I, to the I, light i think his point is he's an atheist first of all i think why that's, i i don't, I don't believe that's, there's that's, any that's, such that's, thing that's, that's what he that's I, I believe that's what he's saying is that he's an atheist he doesn't believe in god so therefore if the multiverse exists wouldn't that disprove god i think that's what his his point well is. it might, might disprove the god you learn in sunday school but I, i've known a lot of atheists i've interacted with a lot of them and i've stood at the deathbeds of four of them and because nobody, they had nobody else except for one, had some family there. And every one of them asked me about God because they were utterly terrified as they were dying or ready to translate. And I reassured them, I said, just be grateful for your life and you won't have to be afraid. And I think four, the four of them had a little bit more peace anyway. But I don't believe in atheists. I don't think there is any such thing. There's always some, and I'll ask them, what God don't you believe in? And they describe some goofy thing that I don't believe in either. Or they'll say, oh, no, superior being one, you know, of any kind, anywhere. And of course, that goes against even Newtonian physics because you have to have a cause for everything. And it, just, it doesn't make sense. It's the last holdout of a discredited, antiquated materialism that, that no true scientist really exi- really embraces uh, Or it's anymore. just a symptom of modern nihilism. Modern nihilism, or uh, everyone I've known has had some... Not everyone, I should, that's not fair. Access to Most grind of modern them have access to grind very often with the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. Or with one of the fundamentalist Protestant churches. So, yeah. you know, so I love them, but I don't respect their point of view. And that's a lot for me to say, because I respect pretty much everyone's point of view. Shane, do you have any thoughts on this? I'm yakking the whole show away here. I mean, I only usually speak on things that I can prove without a doubt, and that's how well, what I... Do you, what do you mean proof? What does that well, mean? Well, I, when, I, when I go about anything, like when I started doing uh, paranormal investigation, um, I unlearned everything I thought I knew, and I was going to just break it down my own way. I, I wasn't going to believe any preconceived ideas or any, anything else like that. But there, there is, um, based on, you know, our, our theory and, and, well, the multiverse and everything else, and based on kind of what he's talking about here, um, Alexander, there's a, a popular belief that's, that's kind of intriguing, and, and, um, and, and, I, and I like it. It, it. 
it might make sense to to what we believe and how we operate um and that is that that god um what they name is source um god is source they they call it and and um so basically you know we're we're put in different places in time and different existence to learn new things and to touch other lives and to help people and and sometimes just learn and grow ourselves spiritually and and so um that we're gonna show up in different places in time to learn new things, to grow spiritually. And so, you know, that, that's kind of, um, people use that to ex- explain why so many great people die so young, you know, cause they were only here to do something, to learn something or to touch certain people. And once they did that, they, they translated and they went somewhere else and, um, you know, back to source until they were placed somewhere else. And it's, it's, it's kind of a, um, a good thing to place on this topic here. I, I think, mm. I, I like that. I might put it slightly differently, but maybe that's, yeah. uh, maybe I'm just not understanding what Alexander is saying here, but I, I like that. So you've heard three points of view and um, pay, take your pick or make your own. You know? That's the thing. <laughs> well, know. thank you, Alexander. Very buffet. thoughtful. We, you know, we, we can't sit here and say that we know, like nobody really we knows. Don't. We don't. So, and yeah. it's the ones that say they know that stop learning and stop growing. So we're going to keep reaching and we're going to keep our minds open. And, and once we think we got to lock down is when we stop, we stop learning, we stop growing and we, and we're not going to do that. So um, we'd be handicapping ourselves. Well put. Very well put. That's why the motto of our show is everything you know is wrong. Exactly. That's where you start. Yep. You know, in humility. <laughs> Not often a word Socrates. you hear anymore, you know. Ben, all, I'm sorry. All of the Socrates. <clears throat> so you can only yeah. be confident in what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Which is nothing. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> well, I, I, one of the few ideas of Aristotle I like is the tabula rasa, the empty slate. You, that's where you start, and you write on it as you live and go through and you learn, you know. Might be wrong, but at least you're trying to learn. All right, here's one. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Um, actually, yeah, okay. Th- th- this adds to our... I, d- I don't know if you've seen this yet. That this uh, I keep trying to uh, to give you something you don't know already about the Litchfield. <laughs> I haven't made it yet. Probably knows all of it already. Probably. This is from Joe, who lives in the vicinity of the Litchfield Hills in Connecticut. And I've been in touch with him, and we're, we're planning on meeting up at some point. Uh, I don't know yet when. Uh, to look into some of the Bigfoot and cryptid sightings that are part of this paranormal flap, which involves, as, as anybody who listens to the show knows, uh, ghosts, UFOs, the military, you name it, it's, it's there, and Shane is involved in the case as well. So um, uh, Joe writes, I stumbled across your website when looking for information regarding secret military installations. I'm actually getting in touch uh, about your 2005 visit to the, quote, Skinwalker Ranch location in Litchfield County. I grew up in the New Milford Bridgewater area and always felt, even as a kid, there was something special about this territory. I know there are portals and ley lines that are causing unexplained phenomena to occur on a daily basis. I have encountered everything in the book and was curious if many people uh, have come discussing their alien Sasquatch dogman sightings. Kent and Washington in Connecticut are also hotspots uh, for odd happenings, etc. Anyway, I wanted to say hello and would love to correspond, which uh, actually Joe and I have been doing. Okay, very interesting. Now, Shane, in your research on the case, have you run into any, but you've primarily been working in the farmhouse. You haven't run into any dogman sightings? No, no. Okay, a dogman, let me explain some of these terms in here. For Skinwalker Ranch is a place in Utah that has become very famous as a place 
uh, where all sorts of things happen. Uh, creatures are, have been seen supposedly by scientists to come out of holes in the air, uh, holes in the sky with UFOs coming through them, you know, very much like some of the stuff we describe in this whole idea of this multiverse. Uh, there, have been, there was one, one point where a bunch of cows were, were disappeared. They were out in a, this, like this paddock and, all, and they were inside a trailer. Some of the, they found, you know, stuff, you couldn't make this stuff up. Right. And uh, supposedly the, the uh, secrecy has been clamped upon this and there are some scientists supposedly working on it. We can't get near it. And uh, so I, I always say, well, who needs it when we have one in Connecticut? <laughs> this, uh, in a way, uh, a much over a much larger area and the more people are witnesses to things in that area than they are at Skinwalker Ranch. So that's what we call a Connecticut Skinwalker Ranch. So that's the reason for that. Um, the dog man, people are familiar with Sasquatch and Bigfoot and certainly aliens, but dog man is, uh, there, there's lycanthropy. It's an old term for the wolf man kind of phenomenon and all this stuff. And uh, people often think, well, the, the disease lupus can result in a lot of hair growth that, that will sometimes be mistaken, uh, perhaps in the past. But, you know, people in the past weren't stupid. You know, even the peasants in the villages of Romania weren't stupid, and we shouldn't consider them as such. Uh, they had knowledge that we, that we don't. But um, anyway, this uh, we're, we're going to head over there, Shane, if you want to join us. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, there are tracks uh, in my other correspondence with Joe. I spoke, I spoke to him on the phone, and there have been tracks found, and he has casts, things of this kind. Oh, really? Yeah, that uh, I'd like to go take a look at. So why don't we... Talk about Joe, but just again yeah. a little more insight on that uh, ever popular and ever growing and ever active case in uh, Central Connecticut. Nice. So uh, <clears throat> I'm in Connecticut a lot lately. Yeah, we you feel like we leave. should move to New Hampshire because most of our speaking engagements lately have been there, and you're in Connecticut on cases. <laughs> Why don't we trade houses? <laughs> we need a new roof. Yeah, find <clears throat> right. a central location anyway. Yeah, exactly for, for all of us. All right. Yeah. So we're, we're moving along here. Actually, I didn't think we would. Making, we're making pretty good progress. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, here's one. Uh, this is from Alicia. Who? Uh, oh, this is another case that you might want to look into, on the behalf of all of us. Uh, need help in Connecticut, and I won't uh, be too specific because this is still being uh, addressed here. Uh, my name is Mickey. First off, um, I am a. Oh no, it's not from Alicia. It's from Mickey. I am a very lazy writer, so I apologize now for all my grammar. Uh, da, da, da. I recently saw YouTube video where you were interviewed uh do you believe website oh, oh that's that oh that's george nuri's tv show uh, i actually just contacted uh someone in regards to my situation and stumbled on uh to this oh no i'm sorry this is uh, noreen uh balovich's show I, I, i'm on that a lot so that must have been the one uh stumbled onto the interview oh, okay i remember the show i did with noreen on uh, Lin the lindley street case in bridgeport uh, which blew my mind. That was the 1974 Poltergeist case. I am from, uh, I'll just say Connecticut. If you find time, please check out this forum. Uh, links to give you some information regarding my problem. Now, I'm going to stop there. I, I wrote uh, to to uh, Mickey on this, and I said, I don't know. I'm going to be looking into this, but if, this, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, I don't think it's a good idea to post things online, even if you don't mention your name, and to begin talking about it in blogs and i did look at it and uh it just talks about her situation what what do you think the trouble that i find shane and ben too is that people there really isn't there really aren't a lot of places for people to go to help go for help i mean we can only do so much you're assuming that we're doing the right thing i like to think we are yeah uh the clergy 
are not generally trained in this, and people often go to their priest, minister, rabbi, uh, although I'd, I'd work with a rabbi or an imam anytime on some of this stuff because they don't have a lot of preconceived notions. Uh, what say you on that? Yeah, I was. I did a lecture recently in, in um, Epsom, New Hampshire, and a guy said, you know, um, I have certain sensitivities and I want to get into this stuff, and who can I find as a lecture, a uh, mentor, I'm sorry, and um, who, how can I go about finding one? And and there's nobody. Like, I, I don't... <laughs> and it sounds horrible, but as far as this work goes, um, is there's not a whole lot of people in this world that I think should be doing it. Um, no, I agree. You know, um, you know that's why we work together. And um, if I can't get to a place, I'm going to call you guys. Um, our friend Bill Hall has been doing a good job. And um, but other than that, I've I've worked with a lot of people, and and uh, you know, I there's not a whole lot of people that are going to give you accurate advice. They're going to, it's going to be subject to their belief system and they're not going to look at the big picture and just break down the mechanics. And that's what you want to look for is somebody that is going to be focused on the mechanics of, of an interaction or, or the paranormal instead of theory um, being, you know, leaning towards a, a, you know, a religion or a spiritual destination or, or, or something. You want somebody that's going to be more um, focused on the mechanics and the understanding of, of such. So, um, And that's why I'm confident in this group right here in this studio right now. Okay. So I'm not going to read any more of that. It's rather lengthy, and uh, we're going to be dealing with it on a person-to-person basis uh, with Mickey on this. And uh, I just decided that I told her that we would be sharing this on the show this evening just to introduce the subject, and uh, it might be something we would, would want to keep people our listeners informed of so that they also might learn from this okay so shane one of the ulterior motives i hadn't given you copies of all the correspondence tonight was to give you that one with the details and the links okay. and uh, we'll be talking about this and in touch with mickey so mickey uh, if you're listening uh we will be um starting to work on this to, to give you some help nice. uh, we have more letters but i think we're we're pretty much uh running down to the clock running down the clock here yes we are. and i wanted to um give shane a chance to talk about his website and his work and to tell you a little more about where he's going to be speaking coming up the floor is yours all right thank you um well my name is shane Sarway. last name s-i-r-o-i-s website is trueghost.com that's t-r-u-e-g-h-o-s-t.com paranormal research um and my i specialize in in home hauntings um more so the nasty ones, but uh, we cover everything. So um, you have any questions, you need help, uh, contact me there. Um, or you can reach me at 603-913-4790. That's 603-913-4790. And uh, thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's always, it's, always a, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great pleasure. Now, I just in, in the context of, of Mickey's letter we just read, yep. um, you have come in and had to straighten out a lot of the messes made by some of the more famous so-called ghost hunters, right? That's been mainly what I've been doing lately. I've been getting a lot of nasty cases that just ran other researchers through the ringer and, um, and clergy as well. And, um, and you know, we haven't failed yet. And, you know, I, I've, I've done this because we understand the mechanics, whereas other people are, you know, they're, they're using 
the paranormal to fight the paranormal or whatever you know they're they're not focusing on the on on what allowed that interaction to begin with and they're missing it all and so we we get there and um we break it down and we're able to fix the situation every time so um yeah just about i've been behind everybody and and um and that's not a pat on the back that i'm just more fortunate and thankful that i'm able to get to the people that need us so Yes, and uh, well, as I say, you're one, you're one of the few we'll, we'll even work with. Ben, any thoughts? <clears throat> well, you see, <laughs> I don't really have any thoughts <laughs> because um, I mean everything that needs to be said has been said. So it's it's um, I'm gonna you know concede to actually that's not the right word. I'm gonna put it that way. No, it's not. That's not the word. Um, uh, uh, I can't think of the echo word. the echo the yes. good thoughts. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. 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 I can't. I can't really think 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 of anything. It's just okay. it's hard to be an expert in something that we don't really know about in the first place. We right. have our ideas and our basic assumptions, whether we like to think so or not. But you know, it's hard. It's it's hard to find someone out there who's you know qualified in some way, shape, or form. But I believe now it is time for announcements now that we are coming down to the end of our show. Yes, so. indeed. And we'll pretend you're not here and Shane can do your, your, your lines. Indeed. Take it away, Shane. Find out more about the show, appearances by Paul and Ben, and more at BehindTheParanormal.com. That's BehindTheParanormal.com, which we recently learned is rated one of the top websites in the world for visits in use. There you can find 650 free podcasts of past shows from both O-N, is that how we say it? O-N? O-N-1240. O-N-1240, O-N and our four-and-a-half-year run on CBS Radio, along with special shows and podcasts. All right, now ben and I will join author and researcher William J. Hall for a presentation on what's really behind the paranormal, Sunday, November 21st, from 2 to 5 p.m., at the Center for Consciousness Studies in Stratham, New Hampshire. There we are back in New Hampshire. Uh, things are only ten things. Tickets are only ten dollars. Visit behindtheparanormal.com for a link to the information. Ben, stop laughing. I'm sorry. You can find my books on Amazon.com, Amazon Kindle, all those usual suspects. But if you buy them directly at behindtheparanormal.com, I'll sign them for you, and you will be helping us to keep those podcasts free. Also on our websites, you'll find direct links to several charities Ben and I have been hinting about through the show including usacares.org, canadianveteransadvocacy.org, and Youth Mentoring Connection in Los Angeles, doing great things out there for at-risk youth. Also locally, uh, buildershelpingheroes.org, doing great stuff here in uh, Rhode Island. Uh, there are two recent books from Global Communications we've uh, been mentioning here and there. Uh, that would be The Bell Witch Project, which contains that story, and also a few contributions by me on historic cases, uh, paranormal cases here in New England, including uh, the Specter Leaguers of Massachusetts in, in 1692, and 18th and 19th century vampire hysteria in Rhode Island and Connecticut. That's developed, that, that book has generated a lot of interest lately. A special interest to folks here on, uh, in our listening area, Owen1240, who know our good friend Joe Ferrier, a uh, UFO expert uh, in the 1960s and a talk show host on this station for more than 50 years. The book UFO Repeaters comes from the same publishing company. It's got a chapter uh, on Joe. So both books are available on Amazon.com. Uh, or use the links at our online bookstore. I guess this is this is my line. You can so, use, yeah, you can do this. I'll take I'll take this. Okay, one. yeah. <laughs> uh, next Monday, November sixteenth, we'll bring you another open line show because we have so many of those emails piled up. I'm looking straight at them 
right now. But be optimistic and send questions to us. That's uh, Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com for all your questions and question needs. Don't forget about our Facebook page as well. That's right, yeah. As a matter of fact, the Facebook page has that famous video from the Litchfield County case. And here I'm trying to figure out how to send it to people. And there and it is. And you remember it. It's, it's right on our Facebook page. It's right page. on the Facebook page. The Behind remember, the Paranormal uh, Facebook what, what page. A yeah. friend of mine from Emerson, he, was, he found our show Facebook page. He watched that video and he was like, uh, curse you, Enos. I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I've had reporters tell me that. Anyway, next month, oh, we already did that. We leave you this evening with a quote I just found this past week. I don't know who actually said it, but it's true. And it's in honor of Veterans Day and Remembrance Day. A veteran, whether active duty, reserved, discharged, or retired, is someone who, at some point in his or her life, wrote a blank check payable to the United States of America, up to and including their lives. That is honor. And we can certainly include Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, any of our great allies. So happy Veterans Day to all our listeners in all those different countries, and uh, happy Remembrance Day, as they call it. And I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Shane Saraway. And if you see somebody serving in the military, shake their hand and say thank you. Ben, say goodbye to the people. Oh, goodbye, people. And thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you next time. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.